Hi everybody, welcome back to Five Songs or Less. I'm back with Eric. I finally remembered to give him a band, and we finally had time to record. Because <laughs> <laughs> I gave you this like a couple months ago, I feel like at this point. It, it's been quite a while, yeah. It's been a while, yeah. Hey Eric, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Back back from uh, back from seeing Seisha in L.A.? Yes, that was fucking awesome. Was it? Yeah. yeah I want to hear about it. It was so good. Like, it it also reminded me of how long I've been, like, out of, uh, not necessarily mm-hmm. hardcore, but just kind of out of that scene. Because yeah, you, yeah. you always forget all of those shows are held in little shitty, sketchy areas. And I realized I have become too much into suburban life. Because <laughs> I went down there and I was like, "Man, this place is sketchy." And then after a while, I was like, "This is where I used to hang out all the time." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is basically where I was before. <laughs> yeah, this is where I lived in San Francisco. Was places like yeah, this. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where yeah. was it at? Uh, Seventeen Twenty Warehouse is what it was called. Oh wow! Apparently, they've had quite a they have quite a few stuff there because I was going through their mm-hmm. Instagram of like their tag stuff, and it seems they have a lot of like. They got raves there. They got hardcore shows. Like, oh, pretty interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Was it a good size? It looked pretty big based on some of the videos I saw you post. It was pretty small. I just happened to be up towards the front, which mm-hmm. which you could tell how much I really wanted to see them because I never go in the front yeah. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, even going to see Bright Eyes, like, I still, I'm, I'll hang in the back. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but for Sasha, I think I was like I was like three people, three people in front of me oh, in the wow. stage, just far oh, enough, wow. just far enough where people were jumping off the stage. I was kind of out of their range because I was yeah, yeah back yeah. into the side. <laughs> you were on the side a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You had a good view though. Yeah, it was an awesome view. Except for there was some fucking guy with a point and shoot camera that literally <laughs> took probably fifteen hundred photos. Like every single band. And it was literally like one of those like handheld point and shoot yeah, yeah, yeah. cameras. Like an old, and I could yeah. see every time he took the picture, I'm like, he's got it framed up pretty well, but then he hits the picture and there's that like second delay and then he's gone. <laughs> the the you know, the framing is gone when it goes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so who who else played? Do you did you know any of the opening bands? I didn't know any of them, but I really liked um, I have no idea who the first band was. They were uh-huh. just your generic hardcore band. Mm-hmm. Like it was every intro to hardcore. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I think they played like five or six songs. It was maybe a 15 minute set. Oh, that's good. That's good. At least they didn't overstay their welcome then. Yeah. And then it was entry was the oh, one yeah, yeah, with yeah. The, the female uh, mm-hmm. singer. They were really good. And then it was uh, Death Club with Justin Pearson. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. They were fucking awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I instantly, after the show, I instantly, as soon as I got home, I downloaded uh, their album. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a stage performer, Justin Pearson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He always has been. Yeah. yeah. Even when he was just like, uh, when I saw him with some girls, like just playing bass, like he's still... Gave it his all or whatever. I forgot he was with some girls. Yeah. Did you, did you see them in San Francisco? Yeah, bottom of the hill. Okay, I was with you at that one then. 
For real? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure because I saw them at the bottom of the hill too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was after Heaven's Pregnant Teens came out. Yeah, because that's... So I, it was kind of toward the end of their, their career. I think... Was it like quite a bit after Heaven's Pregnant Teens came out? Or was that were they on tour for that? I think it was a, a little bit after. And it was like... They had the two drummers. Justin was on bass. Cody from... Um, uh, Blood Brothers was playing guitar. I went with Cody. I know Cody was there because I remember driving there with him. But I wouldn't be surprised if we met you there or picked you up or something. Yeah, because I know I saw them at the bottom of the hill. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. it had to be with you guys then. Yeah, probably. I can find the actual date, actually. Dude, you're so good with those. I'll never remember. You tell me a date. I'm like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, that was it. Yeah. Uh, some girls bottom of the hill. This could result in some very weird <laughs> things here. This actually says, oh, shit. There's actually live footage of it. Oh, nice. I didn't take pictures of this show, though. I didn't either. I wasn't really take, pic- taking pictures anymore. This says it was 2006. It doesn't have the exact date. But, oh, okay. Um, I will send you this and... You can watch it later if you want. <laughs> nice. Anyway, I forgot how we got on this topic, but oh yeah, Justin. <laughs> but so yeah, it was, he's he's always great. Um, I've always missed him when they came through. Like he had that band Retox, and they've came through Sacramento like a couple times. And I don't know. I'm just lazy when it comes to shows these days. Yeah, it has to be someone I really want to see now. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually going on Thursday. I'm going to see uh, this band called Elder. Um, it's like a prog metal band or whatever. But I, I've I heard really, the name. Really like them. I've I covered the them on the podcast once. Oh, okay. But yeah, I, I love them, and I they saw they were coming through, and I was like, yeah, I have to go because they're coming <laughs> to Sacramento. It's not like I'm I have to go to San Francisco or something. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have gone if they were playing only playing San Francisco. Yeah, if. Uh... If Seisha was still like an active band, there's no way I would have gone mm-hmm. to LA. To see I them. mean, they haven't played in like 20 years or something, right? They've done a few like one-off shows in oh, East they? Coast, just because you know they're mm-hmm. from New York. So they've done a few like yeah, but it's only been in the past year. I think they've maybe done a handful of like oh, one-off okay. like benefit type shows because mm-hmm. these three California mm-hmm. ones were all benefit shows for uh, mm-hmm. was it Border Angels? Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Um, I know Nate really wanted to go, um, but he he was already on a trip. Like he he went on a trip, and so he was going to buy tickets, but then like checked his schedule and realized, oh, I probably shouldn't because I won't be here. <laughs> yeah, um, I ended up actually having an extra ticket because my buddy was supposed to go with me, and he mm-hmm. ended up not going last minute. He was too too busy at work, and yeah, yeah, had to be back for Monday. So I'm like, damn it. So, yeah. I figured it was benefit. Uh, it was benefit show, so yeah, it's a benefit right. show. I mean, they already got their money, so yeah, <laughs> that's cool. So that's a how long is that drive? Like eight hours or something? No, it's about a five and a half, six hour oh, drive. I mean, that's long, but that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, driving out to LA from from where I'm at, it's you know six hours tops. Oh, okay. Well, okay. depending on what time of day you go and what traffic you hit, but <laughs> yeah, and where in LA you're going for sure. Yeah. Um, 
It's about, it's actually about, I haven't done that in a long time, but I feel like it's about six hours from Sacramento too. So yeah, cause about the same. The drive to San Francisco was a, from here was about 13 hours. Oh damn. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. And they put on a good show. Oh yeah. They stuff. put on, a, they put on an awesome show. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was funny cause the, uh, one of the guitarists, he injured his knee at one of the shows, so he was kind of sitting down playing guitar for most of it. Oh, really? <laughs> but the uh, the stage there is so s- small that people were just getting up on stage and you know jumping into the crowd. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny because you could tell that they are a little bit older, and they're like, "Guys, <laughs> we don't care if you come up on the stage." He's like, "But I injured my knee, so just watch where you're going." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, they're at that at that point. Yeah, the girl, like two in front of me, oh, I felt really bad. She took a boot straight to the face of someone oh, jumping shit. off the stage. Yeah, one of the yeah. uh, one of the photographers ran and like got her ice. Like, yeah, yeah, it was oh, it was a good. pretty good kick to the face. <laughs> God damn! No, thank you. I will yeah. be in the back. It's like that video you sent me of the guy just going around crowd oh, killing or whatever. Yeah, Fuck yeah, that was my. That's what I hated most about hardcore yeah. shows and metal shows. Like, dude, I'm not here to get punched in the face. Like just no, no. keep it, keep it in the pit. I'm fine with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, at that some girl show, actually, that's one of the only times I've gotten like purposely hit in, in like a, I wasn't even in the mosh pit. I was on the side of it. Cause like I was on the side toward the back a little bit. And a guy was just going around like punching people's arms and he punched me in the arm. Thankfully, it was only arms and not faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, God damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, I've seen people get like roundhouse kicks to the face. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's unnecessary. Like, <laughs> it's, it it's fucking ridiculous, dude. Like, I get that it, it makes you feel things and stuff. But yeah. come on. <laughs> like, I know this music sounds tough, but. You're screaming along to someone saying, closed hands on open arms hold nothing. Like, <laughs> how, how tough Just makes you me want to punch there? someone in the face. Yeah. <laughs> All these emotions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're a band that I've not really listened to, Seisha. I know, I knew the name just because of all the stuff you gave me, like back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um and I swear, I think I got like a CD from you because you gave me a ton of, you know, just MP3 CDs. But they were one that I've never, I never really uh, listened to. I never got into. Oh, uh, they're absolutely one of my favorites. Yeah. Which is funny because up until the last year, I realized I've been pronouncing the name wrong this entire time. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's not like an actual word or anything. Yeah, and I've never like I don't really have like know many people that listen to that type of music. Mm-hmm, so it's not like mm-hmm. I've had conversations with people about the band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what uh, what were you saying? I was saying, uh, what was it, Satya? Satya, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's not a really a real word. I, t- I think it was the only reason I knew how to say it was because of a I think a podcast I listened to when somebody said it. I was like, oh, that's how you say that. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I think if I remember correctly, it's a it's a play on a a word that Miles Davis uses in one of his songs or something like that. From what I remember, it was um, a typo, like in a, um, in some liner notes or, or something at, at some point, whatever the word is, 
Um, actually, they, they spelled it wrong as, as Sasha. Their name originates from a misspelling uh, of a Miles Davis track. So the spelling was supposed to be S-A-E-T-A. Mm. Yeah. Deep cut, man. <laughs> it's a deep I knew cut. It had some, I knew it had something to do with Miles Davis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's cool. I'm glad you got to go. I know as soon as that was announced, like both you and Nate were like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Messaging me about that. Um, so that's pretty sick. Anything else going on lately? No, I got to use the camera finally, walking around oh, LA for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, uh, that did was... you take it to the show with you too? Yeah, but it was hard just because even though it was kind of close, it's still a 35 millimeter lens. Yeah, yeah. And to get it, uh, anything working at that low light, I had to have it at, mm-hmm. at a two, you know, two oh, F-stop. Yeah, so it yeah. is, I took a few and they just didn't come out that great. So I just yeah, watched the show. Away. Yeah. Yeah. Took a few videos on my phone and that was it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I saw the pictures that you took, though. Um, just like the street photography stuff. It looked really nice. Yeah. Very nice. I've been trying to incorporate people into it because mm-hmm. I've never really done people. Yeah. 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 Just because I still get a little intimidated pointing a camera mm-hmm. at random mm-hmm. strangers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do it when they're across the street and not looking at you. Well, that's why I figure like somewhere like LA would be a little bit better, mm-hmm. just because yeah. people are used to having cameras out. Yeah, that's kind of a given there. That's why when I look at some street photography stuff, I'm like, man, how they get away with that? I'm like, oh yeah, they're in New York City. Like everyone's got a camera <laughs> pointed everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. It seemed like a fun trip. It was. I got to uh, eat some pastries with uh, with Jessica. We met up for... Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's rad. Yeah, it was fun. Met up for a little bit. Took their mm-hmm. dogs for a walk. <laughs> nice. Ate, nice. ate some pastries. <laughs> That's rad. <laughs> uh, did you, I saw you took a picture of Donut Friend. Did you go in? No, I was still so full because I went... We had just had <laughs> pastries had at Just Yeah, and then we went... <laughs> <laughs> Get and, some and, more pastries. <laughs> yeah, and she bought quite a few, so we were just like, you know, sampling pieces of all of them and... They were yeah, all yeah, delicious, yeah. so I had more than I probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, that's cool. She's rad. I want to go to L.A. We were just, like, watching a, a Disney. I know L.A. and Disneyland are two different things, but, like, we were watching some somebody with, like, their kids at Disneyland, and it made us, like, really want to take the kids because they got all the Star Wars stuff now, like, more than they've ever had when I when I went there yeah. 20 years ago. But Disneyland's rough. Just because yeah. you spend all day and go like three rides. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, too it's, much waiting in line. It's definitely, you definitely have to go during the school year and during the week to try mm-hmm. to cut down mm-hmm. a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah. That way you can sneak in five rides instead of just three. <laughs> we could because like our school district is on a different schedule than a lot of the other school districts around here at least. So I feel like we might be able to get away with that, like in August, like right before school starts. Although it'll probably be hella hot. So. Yeah, I mean, when it the advantage of it being hot is, I mean, it sucks because it's super hot, but there's less yeah. people there. Yeah, that's true. Also but, true. But there's a, there's no shade really, so it's it's yeah, rough. Yeah. 
We've been kind of putting it off because we don't want to take the kids when they're too young and have them not remember it. Because, like, I went when I was five, uh, and I barely remember. Like, I don't remember at all, aside from, like, the couple pictures my parents took. But I wonder if, if that's different now, and you might know, like, because, like, I could take a thousand pictures while I'm there, you know, and it's not like I have to go get them developed or anything. Yeah. And I wonder if that, like, helps memory like as the kids get older probably i mean if if they relook at the pictures often enough i'm sure they'll keep mm-hmm. that memory going yeah yeah i don't know we'll probably go eventually it's really fucking expensive and stuff so who knows yeah it is <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i want to go to i want to take them to legoland too and that's just as much as disneyland now well is is the super mario brothers land is that oh that's in it's in universal studios oh, okay it's like part of that. I wasn't sure. I knew it wasn't Disney. I wasn't sure if it was something by itself or if it was part of Universal. Yeah, it's part of that. And I've heard it. it's cool, but it's very small. It's kind of like how like Toontown started out in Disneyland, where it was just like this one small little area. Oh, okay. So I'm sure the kids would lose their shit if they <laughs> went there. Like, <laughs> they love Mario, all things Mario. So they would be happy. I will say, if you are a fan of haunted houses, yeah, um, Universal Studios Halloween time is oh. a thousand percent worth it. Really? Yeah, we did that one year, and uh, Brooklyn was too small because it was mm-hmm. uh, me, Brooklyn, Cooper, my friend Ingle, uh, and then mm-hmm. my mom. And so, me, Cooper, and Ingle went to the Friday, the night, or the Halloween thing. But they told because my mom asked if there was other rides open during that time, <laughs> and they said there was you know this section certain section was open, but it was like two rides. So she was there with oh, Brooklyn, yeah. and they had kind of like, kind of had like stay in that area because <laughs> even when even when you walk through places, it was set up like yeah, yeah, know, yeah. like the purge where people are running around with chainsaws mm. and stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> so they ended up just finding a spot. They they're playing some. You know, one of those basketball games, something we're going to prize. They want a yeah, blanket. Yeah. They want a blanket and a pillow. And they, they just <laughs> sat, sat down and my daughter just fell asleep. <laughs> Took a fucking nap with a blanket and a pillow they want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but it, uh, so as we were walking out though, because, you know, we met them and I was carrying her on the way out. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize I had that look on my face, but uh, later on, everyone told me that I had this look on my face. Like, if you scare me and wake her up, I will murder you. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was just carrying, you know, carrying her out, and she was still asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like the it's funny because like the kids really like creepy stuff, but when we've tried to do like scary things, like go to Spirit Halloween, you know, yeah. um, or do like scary stuff on Halloween, they get a. I think it's too real for them. Like seeing it on like a spooky game or something is different than seeing it in real life. Yeah. Um, so they'd probably be too scared. Maybe when they're a little bit older. Han, especially, I feel like, is always into really creepy things. Yeah, Cooper was he was probably 12 when we went. And it was, he acted tough. But then we were walking, yeah. through, the, when we were walking through the Walking Dead uh, part, he had his eyes closed <laughs> the entire time just holding on to me. <laughs> just tears streaming down his face. <laughs> And then uh, we went through one of the haunted houses, Michael Myers. I think it was, I think it was Michael Myers. 
But like the people leading, because there was a couple in front of us, they took a wrong turn. And so then they had to turn around and that put Cooper in the front of the pack. (laughs) And he kind of just stopped and stared. And everyone's like, keep going. And you just hear him yell, no! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. That would be me. Like, I I remember in, I think it was summer between third and fourth grade, we went to, I think it was that time. It was that time or was it went, that time we went to Disney World. And then another time, a couple years later, we went to Disneyland. Um, And I remember being like terrified of the Haunted Mansion. And I felt, it felt like I knew I was too old to be terrified of the Haunted Mansion, but... I was very like scared of aliens and ghosts at that point in my life. And uh, I think there's a video or at least pictures of me looking very upset standing outside of the haunted mansion. So like if it was anything like walking dead or something, I would have just fallen down crying or something. (laughs) Well, speaking of spooky, scary, weird things, let's talk about the paper chase. Let's talk about them. So this, I've, I've mentioned this before, I think, on the pod when I was talking with you. Uh, this band was introduced to me when uh, we were at Brooks, the Brooks Institute of Photography. Fuck that place. Um, <laughs> uh, a friend of mine, Ashley, one of the, like, I think it was you, and then I met Ashley. Like, I met you first during orientation, and then I met Ashley because uh, she was in my first class or whatever. And I was like, cool looking person. I'm going to go talk to them. But anyway, she was in the studio one day that the like building that was three or four stories downtown and it was all studios. Um, she was in there doing studio work and I came by or I was helping her. I can't remember, uh, but she was listening to the paper chase and I was like, what is this? This is creepy and weird and I love it. And so she introduced that and we kind of bonded over that. And, and uh, she was also a fan of. Um, Suffering in the Hideous Thieves, which is another kind of like creepy, weird band. And so we kind of bonded over that. And that's how I found or was introduced to to Paper Chase and kind of for a few years just kind of got very excited about them because they've got the mathy stuff that I really like and they're super creepy and they've got all these weird samples and stuff. And they're kind of one of those bands... I don't know if you have bands like this, but like I will listen to them a lot for a while and then completely forget about them for like a couple years and then come back. And then I recently came back because I met, I think it was after um, Amigo the Devil because it kind of reminded me of, of Paper Chase a little bit. The like creepiness and the talk of serial killers and stuff like that. Mm. Um, because they use a lot of that kind of stuff in their samples and like their lyrical themes and stories and stuff. I never got to see them live. It seemed like it kind of never seemed like they toured a lot because the main guy, John Congleton, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. He's like a big producer. Like he produces a whole bunch of stuff. And so that's his main focus. And then he does, or he did paper chase. And I don't know what he's doing now, to be honest, aside from producing. But yeah, he's still doing producer work and you know recording people and stuff, which is cool. Anyway, I love them. I thought they were pretty great. I thought you might dig them because they're creepy and stuff. 
I'm on the fence about them. The more I listen mm-hmm. to them, the more they kind of grow on me. Yeah. Because at first, I guess I'll get into that more once we start actually listening to the songs on there. Uh, we can start our first song, actually. First song off of 2006's Now You Are One of Us, We Know Where You Sleep. So yeah, how'd you like this song? What do you think? Um, this is my least favorite one mm-hmm. of them. Okay, I'm not a big fan of his vocals in this one. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. they're they're growing on me more the more I listen to it. Mm-hmm. Like today, because I listened to it quite a bit just to make sure I had all my notes correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, I started to enjoy it a little bit more, but mm-hmm. vocally wise, like his voice, this is the one that just not the biggest fan of okay okay it's just i think if i remember correctly this is the one that's kind of it's a little bit slower more talking kind of yeah 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 the two i gave you off of this album for some reason i don't know why i decided to give you two that are kind of similar where it's a little more talking talk singing rather than his normal singing voice which i i like that a lot in other Mm -hmm. bands so that's why i was kind of surprised in this one i wasn't a fan of it yeah yeah he has a very different kind of voice. It's, I don't know. I don't know a way to describe it. It's, it's cause I wouldn't necessarily describe it as nasally. I mean, maybe sometimes it is, but it's just kind of high pitched. Like, I feel like it, it could rub someone the wrong way. The same way the singer of Coheed and Cambria could rub someone the wrong way, you know? Well, um, I have a, a note on a, well, it's kind of an overall note, but it applies to another song more. But oh, okay, <laughs> a lot of the a lot of these songs kind of have like that three one G sound to it. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And like I can hear a little bit of like Blood Brothers esque vocals, mm-hmm. and ones where he's a little bit sc- a little more screaming on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense, uh, especially like when I was why I kind of attached to them because I was very into Blood Brothers at the same time of, of this. Because that was like, what, 2004 or 2005 when we were down there. Yeah, I could see that. And it's funny because like, I remember when this album came out, being very excited that it was coming out. And um, I was back in Sacramento. I uh, was working at Temple Records. And um, I like ordered a copy. And the guy who the, was the receiver back then got a poster and he gave me the poster. So I had this poster of a guy hanging himself and his, his butt hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't think I ever put that one up, (laughs) but I was, I was grateful for the poster nonetheless. Yeah. Um, And then the song came out because this is the first song after like the introduction and the introduction track is great. It's like super creepy and it's got like this sample of a, recorded phone call of a guy that thinks aliens are coming to get him and it's really fucking creepy um, you can kind of hear his like sobbing at the at the beginning of this song you can hear this it kind of trails into each other oh, okay and then the vocals came in and i was like hmm i don't know and so but i was already a fan of them and so like 
he does sing a little different on this. Like I get where you're coming from is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And maybe, maybe I should have like not started off with the song that, uh, I, that I didn't grab onto right away as a <laughs> fan of the, the band. So, Oh yeah. Well. Cause when, when I first heard it, this first song, I listened to it and I kind of listened to the one song and then I'm like, I'll finish it later. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I mean, I came back to it. And you know I'm a fan of some of the other songs, but this yeah, one in yeah, particular, yeah. this one in particular, it's it's a, <laughs> it's a hard one though because I mean you don't want to end it on, with this one either. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> should have either picked a different song or maybe like number two or number three, something like that. I've got a couple timestamps of some some cool stuff. Do you did you grab any timestamps on this one? Yes. So one sixteen. Oh, I like, I like that thing little, I have. <laughs> yeah, I like that little pause yes, right before yes. the song kicks in. Because I am prepared to set myself on fire for this. I feel like the effort that he puts into these songs with like all those, like those few seconds were so chock full of like there was a sample, there was a cool riff. There was interesting vocals happening and all these different things happening. It really like is a great selling point for his production. Like, yeah, obviously with the stuff he produces, he's going to put a lot of effort in because just like that sample behind all of that, when it stops and it's doing just that guitar riff and he, his vocals go for a couple, you know, extra bars or whatever. And it's just got that weird like sample of someone like screaming or, or whatever behind it so much cool stuff and that's one of the things that like really made me fall in love with this band is like just how unsettling it can make you feel <laughs> you know? i will i will say um listening to paper chase on headphones is a mm-hmm. lot better than yes. just listening to it like in a car or something yeah because today was They've, the first time i listened to him with headphones on and i was i picked mm-hmm. up a lot more things yeah yeah. Yeah. Lots of panning, lots of things over on only on one ear kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I had I had that exact note for another song, how it kind of bounces nice. from ear to ear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's making this playlist was really hard. It was, this was another one almost no, probably not the same as your Kid Cudi one where you had like 15 songs. Like I had quite yeah. a few. Um, there's one really great one that I didn't put on here um, where the beginning is the sounds of sharpening knives um, and he does it as a rhythm. It's like like this knife and it's going back and forth and it's so okay. fucking rad. This one actually, I didn't notice this till today, um, but the at the beginning it's like this ticking sound and it's scissors. He's like, he like recorded scissors opening like a rhythmic scissor. Oh, okay. What was I going to say? I got sidetracked. <laughs> But yeah, really good. Oh, that's what I was going to say. The albums have a lot of like little in-between tracks, just little 30-second creepy noise kind of tracks. Those are real fucking, real fun to listen to on headphones in a dark room. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, and then my next one is at 159. Probably the same one as mine because I have two minutes. <laughs> okay, okay.
I don't know how he does it because he sings too. Like, and he's doing the guitar like live. I mean, he's not singing there, but he's a fucking amazing guitarist. It's, it blows my mind every time I listen to it. Yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, I think I have at least a timestamp for every song where it's kind of <laughs> like that that breakdown, and there's it's just layers of stuff mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. It's something that comes up in, in pretty much every song on the playlist and, and every Paper Chase song is like, I feel like each instrument is is tuned and then he goes to each instrument and like just kind of detunes it. it a little bit. So each one is, is in tune with each other, but slightly off. Because like that piano behind it, it's very like yeah. thudding piano, like don't, 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 just doesn't sound quite right. Mm. And it just adds to this uneasy, weird feeling. Another thing I was reading about today was this whole album it has a lot to do or is based on different types of fear. And so I, it re- he really leans into a lot of that. It's just fear of anything, really. Fear of getting older. Fear of being kidnapped. Fear of like the government. like All different types of fear. And I just feel like he gets that message across very, very well with all of those little kind of dissonant things. Mm. And I have one more on this, not till 2.37, though. Mine's not till 3.20, so... Okay. So 2.37, just uh, the little kind of choral-sounding, like, weird sample pad kind of thing behind. Yeah, that's one of those just layer things that you don't really notice until you're really paying attention, but just that like, oh, kind of sound coming in. Yeah, that's a, like I said, that's a lot of stuff I noticed today because I had, mm-hmm. I had, a, well, I was listening to my AirPods today. Yeah. Where normally I'm listening to it in my car or, mm-hmm. you know, through a, through a Bluetooth speaker or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Where you don't quite pick up on all those little layers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then what did you say? Three something? 320. Just that little creepy, like repeated, we know where you sleep with the yeah. background. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, fucking scary. <laughs> it's, it's creepy, but almost playful. Like it's like the music is creepy, but the, I don't know, his vocals and that it's almost like playful, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, which adds to the creepiness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so fucking weird and, and scary. Which one was this? I, I noticed today I've never really paid attention, but um, the, a lot of the samples are actually well documented. And so this one, the one at the end was, okay, yeah, this is the one. So the beginning, and right after, like in the middle of verse one, it says, let him fill us full of horror. And apparently that's from a deleted song from Wizard of Oz, which I thought was pretty interesting. I've never heard that. Just a lot of like really out there kind of, samples i don't know that stuff's kind of fun i've I've talked a lot about how i kind of admire people that that go in deep on samples 
yeah um, either find like those deep cuts like this or uh really turn it into like turn, taking a sample and turning it into some some sort of like song essentially I yeah i'm a big i'm a big fan of people find like unusual samples like stuff people nobody would ever really think mm -hmm. of on mm -hmm. there there was um oh, what were we listening to i think we were listening to dua lipa her album which i'd never really listened to before aside from like the single like just clips of singles and stuff and we were watching or we were listening to the album and there's a sample that she uses of a song and Amanda and I were both like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Cause it's, um, it's, um, a song from the nineties by the band white town, which I didn't know that that's what they were called. Well, I'm going to fucking play it real quick actually. Cause why not? But she uses, it, it sounds like the white town song from the nineties, but apparently it's a song from like the 1920s. That's like they took the sample and like sped it up a lot. Oh, okay. Um, or actually, I'll I'll play the '90s one, White Town. Do you remember that? Yeah, I've heard that yeah. a bunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had no, <laughs> I had no idea it was by a band called White Town, and the song is called Your Woman. But I've heard that song like ten thousand times. I feel like. I feel like it's been sampled somewhere else because probably because like, I I swear it's something that I know and I have no idea who White Town is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the next song is called "Where Have Those Hands Been." of this song it makes me uh want to be one of those hardcore guys like <laughs> <laughs> fucking scissor kicking or whatever <laughs> just those like disgusting sounding like high pitch it's like that uh that metalcore thing where it's like yeah <laughs> this this is the song where i really got the uh the 31g blood brothers feel oh sure sure from, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And I just realized today the way I set this playlist up, the last song that I gave you, it ends with a sample, and that goes directly into this song. Oh, really? And so the, <laughs> the very last words that are said in, in that one is from the sample, and he says, God chose us. It's so fucking <laughs> rad. <laughs> um, so I should have I should have like realized what I did and, and placed them better. But anyway, if you listen to the album... But yeah, love that intro. Totally get the like three one G kind of sound, especially with how like how mathy it is. Yeah, it's got that kind of like post hardcore mathiness to it. Yeah, and there's a lot of high pitch guitars in mm -hmm. there, which you hear a lot in three one G type bands. Yeah. yeah. What do you have for uh, or how do you like this one? Actually, I should ask. I actually like this one. I only have two timestamps for it, though. Mm -hmm. But I think was this was this the one the Ready, Willing, Cain, and Abel? Is it the same album as this one? 
Uh, no, Ready, Will, and Kane and Abel is on God Bless Your Black Heart. Okay. And this one is from Hide the Kitchen Knives. There's one of them that, yeah, I really liked. There's definitely one of the albums I'm going to go back to. This album I gave you two oh. songs from. Okay, so I did a terrible thing as the other one. Yeah. From this one. Yeah, that's the album that I'll definitely go back and listen to mm-hmm. on that one. Okay. Just because okay. I really I like both those songs. Yeah. These are tracks one and two off of the album, so it starts with our last song on the playlist, and then it does this song. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, it's a really good like lead in to the album. I could definitely see this one being more your speed, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you have for timestamps then? My first one's not till two oh five. Okay, mine's at 104, my first one. I just love the kind of simplicity. It's just the drums or whatever, but there's all those like weird, eerie kind of sounds behind it. I, I haven't gone back and listened to enough Amigo the Devil, but it, there's at least one song on the playlist where I feel like it had that weird like theremin sounding uh, instrument that was on there and that kind of reminds me of, of what's going on in the background here oh okay but yeah love that love the weird shit happening <laughs> and then 137 I think is kind of a long time stamp because it's the best part of the fucking song <laughs> so I'm going to play this for a while what did you say yours was two 205. Okay, so it's probably going to be in this. But yeah, that whole part, now that you've brought up 31GE and Blood Brothers, I'm like, yep. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Yeah, when this song came on, after like the second time listening to it, I actually pulled up the album just to check what label it was on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just love it. I love the on and on and on and on and on. And then like he keeps going with it. And then it's got that really like kind of uh, guitar part mimicking that. Just so rad. Just. It's like a song about probably a fucked up shit, but it's like, (laughs) it just makes me want to sing along so much. Yeah. Okay, and then 205, you said. So let me bump forward a little here. I don't think that was a timestamp, but I like that part too. <laughs> I played 205, I swear. No, I think I wrote it down wrong. <laughs> Maybe I have the... a note on there. It, it was kind of where they go with like a little bit of a breakdown area where I think it kind of goes up and then no, I bet I just I bet I was looking at how much time was left in the song and oh, not how much time had passed. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Oh really? Yeah, you were looking yeah. at how much time was left. Okay. Uh, let me play that a little better here. So 305 <laughs> left. I've done that before. Yeah, 
Yeah, so I, bad. I, I've grown to like his vocals, especially on like his later songs. Mm-hmm. But I could listen to them just instrumentally too. Yeah, yeah. Especially because, like we've said before, like it's everything's so layered, and there's just so many little things mm-hmm. you don't, you know, you don't even notice the first two, three times you listen to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been listening to this band since 2004, and I'm still finding <laughs> new things. But yeah, really, it's so fucking great. And now I'm not going to like not be able to comp- kind of compare it to the way Blood Brothers play guitar and like, <laughs> those other like 3-1-G type bands. That makes a lot of sense. They don't know you like I do! so good and i can hear the yeah. next song start now too <laughs> yeah and i like the kind of where it gets kind of stripped down mm-hmm. a little bit and it's just you know more concentrating on just him yeah. screaming yeah. that part yeah <laughs> so good yeah and the, the, all the like not all the songs but like a lot of the songs kind of bleed into the next one and so like, i love I when hear i love when fans do that yeah 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 well i should say if done correctly if done correctly, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> now we are going back to 2006. I'm working at Dimple again. Um, <laughs> next song is called "And All the Candy You Can Eat." Bizarre, stop screaming! Bizarre, horrified! This is, I believe, where my note-taking totally fell off. So um, we'll see how this goes. But how'd you like this song? Good. I like the uh, I like the intro. That's what we were talking about earlier, how it kind of bounces back and forth from oh, okay. ear to ear yeah, yeah, yeah. on there. So cool. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what that one's from. That one's not... Uh, that one's uh, not listed in the liner notes. Listed in <laughs> Genius here. But pretty good. The beats were different. I wonder if he had a different drummer on this. I'm going to double check really quick. Because I feel like the beats are are a little different on this one, like slower. Let's look up the paper chase. Somebody named Dalton. Trap Kit. Aaron Dalton. Nope, he's been the drummer the whole time. So <laughs> shut up, Danny. <laughs> uh what else do you have on this one this song um i actually have 27 seconds in i like the little organ that you kind of hear in the background okay okay I don't know if it really is an organ, but that's just what I thought it was. <laughs> I, it's a. It could be an organ or some kind of like Casio keyboard, yeah. Kind of thing, yeah. I like that. There were actually a lot of quotes from interviews on these songs, which which was fun because I've never like really dug into what they're about necessarily. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of cool stuff, and it and it's nice. It's kind of like reassuring that I'm like, okay, he's basing this off of like. Uh, stories that he saw uh, on, you know, true crime 
TV show or something or like a fucked up dream that he had. And these aren't like real life things that he's writing about <laughs> in his own life. There's another really good line. Uh, it's a little bit after. I'm just going to pull it up and play it. So that part, uh, according to Genius.com, I'm running it out of lime to put the rest of the lyrics, is most likely a nod to um, not lime the fruit, but lime like limestone. This is, it says, notably, serial killer John Wayne Gacy would hide the bodies of his victims in a crawl space of his home and then use lime to try and hide the smell of decomposition. Decomposition. So he's kind of referencing that thing by about putting to rest the lyrics. I just thought that was cool. I thought that was rad. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I never would have put that together. <clears throat> yeah, me neither. I would have. Like, oh, I don't know what he's talking about. But. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what's? Do you have any other timestamps? 135. Just the, the drumming in that. It reminds me of the, of Cursive's, uh, what song is that? Mothership, Mothership? Oh, uh, okay. and Bloom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is mothership mothership burst and bloom cursive definitely that's that's wild and then i feel like cursive is is kind of i mean they were contemporaries they were around at the same time and stuff but i just feel like they maybe they influenced each other possibly yeah definitely in the same vein I've, i was really <laughs> tempted to because they're touring uh domestica uh, 20 year anniversary of Domestica right now and they just played at Bottom of the Hill and I was like oh that'd be cool because I saw them at Bottom of the Hill when they were originally touring I think they're no they were touring Ugly Organ um, but still it'd be cool, like serendipitous or whatever <laughs> but I didn't yeah they go. were just they, they're coming to Phoenix or they just came to Phoenix mm-hmm. recently or, you know for that same tour yeah and then I want to say either two days before or two days after the faint is also in Phoenix. I was oh, like, God damn it. I want to, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot why my buddy couldn't go to, couldn't go to the faint show. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I want to go see him, but I don't want to go by myself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there's a small group of people that I could be like, Hey, you want to go see the faint? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They do hope- such a, they do such a good show. They do. They do. That would be very fun. Man, I haven't seen them in a long time. <laughs> they played like a couple years ago in Sacramento too, and I didn't. didn't I actually know. only seen them once, and it was when we went to uh, Shaking Knees Festival out oh, in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One one of the um, after party shows mm-hmm. or whatever the hell you call it. Yeah, uh, the Faint was playing, so we went and saw that. Oh, cool. It was so fucking good. That's right. It was honestly one of the best shows I've I've been to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were yeah. a lot of fun. I saw them. Uh, I didn't know who they were, and I went to a show to see them. They played at Capitol Garage, like a small venue here. That was like it blew my mind because they were so fucking rad. And then a few years later, I caught them at um, the Fillmore in San Francisco. That was a lot of fun. Um, I don't. Oh, I saw them kind of at Coachella too that one year. I went, 
You didn't go to Coachella with us because that was Santa Barbara time. Times. No, I went. I've been three years, but it was like I think I went three out of the first four years oh, on there. Okay, because okay. I know the first the first time I went, it was only one day. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Which I want to say, the one year I missed was the year that Rage oh. was the headliner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was pretty upset that I missed that one. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we went in 05, I think that was. Uh, I went with, I? with Jessica and um, uh, her friend, Emily. I don't know if you remember her. She went to Brooks also. I'll try th- oh, I have it written down here. So Coachella, I went 2001, 2002, and then 2004. Wow. 2004, that was the year that I really wanted to that go. Was, that was uh, The Cure. Yeah, was yeah. Was the headline of that one, yeah. That was such a weird because I'm not the biggest Cure fan, mm-hmm. so uh, you know I watched like the first half of the set and then I wandered off. I forgot who I went and saw, mm-hmm. but it was such an interesting mix of people in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. You got like 15 year olds singing their heart out, and then you got like 60 year olds singing their heart out, like standing next <laughs> to each other. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was uh, so when I went, the like big headliners or whatever uh, were New Order. And Bauhaus were like the two like big old bands that were kind of back together or whatever. And I watched both of them and it was cool. But I like purposefully picked them over seeing Blood Brothers and The Locust. And I kind of regret doing that because I never did see The Locust like all these years. I I had seen Blood, Blood Brothers like six times at that point. And I was like, I don't need to see them again at that Coachella and I missed, um, I think instead of watching Arcade Fire, I watched Kang of Four, which I kind of regret because that was like beginnings of Arcade Fire. Like that would have been pretty neat. Yeah. But I mean, it was cool. Like I had fun. I never, it was something that I went to and I was like, okay, I experienced that. I don't think I ever want to go back. Uh, yeah, it's, Coachella's rough because it's hot as shit during yeah, the daytime and yeah. cold as hell at night. Yeah. Like you're either sweating during the day because you're having to carry a jacket with you <laughs> or you're freezing at or you're freezing at night because you didn't carry a jacket with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was I don't know. It was cool, but I wish I would have spent more time watching the smaller bands instead of going to see like the big name acts. Like Nine Inch Nails played. So I went yeah. and watched them and it's hard because I hate how I mean I understand why festivals do it, mm-hmm. but it, I hate how they all there's always bands that you want to see overlapping. No yeah. matter what festival it is, mm-hmm. there's always overlaps. Yeah, I mean, that happened there. at Warped Tour all the time. <laughs> I and I know time constraints like you can't have one band play than another mm-hmm. band. Mm-hmm. Like you you can't really stack it. At least yeah. I mean you could, but you wouldn't have as many bands. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, the are you do you have any other timestamps on this one? Um, like. Back to those notes. I pulled it up for something else. Let's see. <laughs> you pulled up Coachella. Yeah. Oh, and then I have it at 148, and my note is I'm not sure if I really like this or really hate it. <laughs> like his vocals. Okay, okay. <laughs> that part? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it kind of cont- it kind of continues a little bit, but it's that same that same style of singing i'm like i don't know if i really like it or really hate it yeah 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 (laughs) especially since it's got the whole like uh 
nursery rhyme imagery of like the pigs and the Hansel and Gretel. That's exactly. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's cool. Like, I guess it never really occurred to me. Like, like I knew he was singing about nursery rhyme type stuff or whatever. Um, Or I guess nursery rhyme or, or, you know, those old stories or whatever. But I don't know. I kind of like it. And apparently the, the part about the wind, the wind, it's just the wind is uh, talking about like stuff that's actually said in the original Hansel and Gretel story. And that kind of stuff is, is fun to think about or whatever. Yeah, um, those original stories are super creepy. Super fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Perfect for a paper chase song. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of how you were talking earlier where it's just like a hair out of tune. It sounds Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. (laughs) just slightly. And I love that. It's just that one note. It's very like, yeah. Then the (laughs) random. Yeah. Uh, It almost reminds me of a Halloween. Is Halloween the one that had, has that kind of like, yeah. Sound to it. Kind of reminds me of that a little bit. I just think that creepiness kind of goes with the, uh, I don't want to say the nursery rhyme type yeah, of theme yeah, totally. with it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, this album did take a while to grow on me and I do really like it. It's, it's not the one I come back to the most of the ones that I listen to. Something about the mix or his vocal mix or something is, is a little, little different than the others. Probably the one that uh, I listened to the most, but I only gave you one song off of is the next album or the next song the next song is called ready willing kane and abel had to give you this song because it's a pun on Cain and Abel and you gave me a pun on Cain and Abel song in the <laughs> Amigo the Devil. Uh, and so it made me think well, of that back then. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did because this is my favorite song out of the playlist. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one's fucking great. Again, my notes totally fell off, so I don't have timestamps on this one. I love this album, though. Uh, this album, God Bless Your Black, Black Heart. And the one right before it, um, Hide the Kitchen Knives, are like peak paper chase. Uh, they're the two I would recommend. If you do uh, more listening, I'd recommend those two for sure. I know you said it before, but the last song, mm-hmm. was that and, and the next one, the same album, was that one of the ones you just mentioned? Yes. So this, okay. the one that this song is off of and the one that the next song is off of are the two oh. albums that I love, love, love. Okay, those are the two albums I would probably go back to off of this playlist. Cool, cool. <laughs> so yeah, what do you got on this one? What timestamp wise? Um, well, I just have an overall that I really like his vocals in mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. And the first actual timestamp is uh, fifty nine seconds. Okay. It's just those quiet background samples. Okay, that I really like in there. 
just sounds like a like a crowd or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I just really like their. They do a good job of uh, their samples mm-hmm. of picking the right samples and then just kind of timing them correctly. Because yeah. there's a lot of times I've heard great samples just not timed correctly in songs mm-hmm. or great timed samples, but not the right sample. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like they add a little extra reverb on the drums there, and it makes it really sound like they're in that room with all those people chattering mm. my next one is actually at 132 and it actually has to do with another sample oh, cool. <laughs> plus the little uh i didn't write down what it was i, I said high pitch instruments okay. <laughs> some instrument I'm, I'm terrible at picking out instruments if it's not like a guitar <laughs> bass or drums yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> strings maybe uh the little high pitch things i'm seeing it i'll believe i'll believe you yeah, believe me <laughs> the sample is from the 1990 movie wild at heart fyi <laughs> oh, never heard it never uh heard it. it's a good movie wild at heart isn't that um yeah 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 david lynch uh nicholas cage okay. and laura dern Starring, very very good movie. Yeah, I've o- always loved that sample though, the way they place it there. Like you were talking about mm. the sample placement, it's just got that like everything kind of dies out a little bit, and it's got the great sample like right in the middle there. It's fucking rad. The piano is is cool. I've always loved that line, heaven for climate, hell is for conversation. Yeah. I never knew what it meant until Genius.com told me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, There's a joke popularized by Mark Twain, a distant relative of mine, everybody, um, (laughs) uh, which states, heaven for climate, hell for company. Uh, in other words, all the people that are fit to get into heaven are boring at best and uptight Puritans at worst. All the interesting people go to hell. I mean, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I like that. I know what that means now. Because <laughs> uh, he he brings that back at the end of the song too. Uh, I love that I found out so much about this this stuff today. Like, because I hadn't gone on Genius yet to see like where the samples were from and stuff. And there's so much. Um, I forget that Genius shows you all that stuff, too. Yeah, if, if people put it there. And a lot of them are actually cited, which is nice, because there's so many times where it's like... Just a just random person. Some like, rando being yeah. like, I think it means this. Yeah, um, we've talked about that before. Oh, right, interpreting yeah. Lyrics. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, anything else on this song, sir? Um, I have one actual timestamp and then kind of just a generic comment about how the last two minutes are very repetitive, uh-huh. but I do like it. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, four Oh three is my actual timestamp. I think it's right towards the end. 
It's like a nice, like a uh, controlled chaos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right there. It, yeah. Everything is kind of falling apart, and then it it really like kind of buttons it up. Uh, and in case anyone cares, the very last sample at the very end is from the movie Talk Radio from 1988. I'm sure some people have seen that movie, but I have not. <laughs> Next song off of Hide the Kitchen Knives, track one off of that album. I did a terrible thing. I did a terrible thing. When a monkey wrenched your circuitry. And when they finally got to me. I forgot. This is why I remembered the, the band after so many years. Um, I think I talked about this on the pod too, but I'm going to repeat myself. Amanda and I were listening to a true crime podcast and uh, it was uh, this, you know, kidnapping murder story or whatever. And they played what is sampled at the end of the song, uh, the actual recording of it on the podcast. And I was like, this is from a paper chase song. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, I got to find out which song it is. And I'm like texting Cody because um, he likes this band a lot too. And uh, then I like figured it out. And and apparently there's a few other samples on this album that uh, were pulled from the same like uh, TV documentary that they were, that he like pulled these from. Um, oh, okay. So, so yeah, this, the like story or whatever is he, this man, uh, kidnaps this girl and then keeps making these phone calls and the mom like I don't understand how she was so calm she was very calm throughout these conversations and it, it was good because it kept him on the phone and they were able to like get a lot of uh, information out of him but he kept talking mm-hmm. about how uh, the daughter I can't remember the daughter's name but the she's with she's with God now she's with God now God wants me to wants you to deliver this and blah 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 and then that end what's sampled here is like right before they catch him they he gives them directions to where she is and they go there and they find the body there uh it's real fucked up but uh (laughs) makes for a cool sample i guess (laughs) but yeah sidetracked a little bit there how did you like this song um, this one actually, I have a no one here. It is my second favorite song on the playlist. <laughs> yeah, this one is real fucking great. Um, I really like the uh, like the piano vocal intro mm-hmm. to it. That was my first. I mean, it's not technically a timestamp yeah. all the time, but it's just you know, just the intro. Yeah, great, great intro. So fucking eerie uh, with that like yeah. uh, industrial sound behind it so fucking weird and then yeah those thuds start to come in and it just sounds like throwing a body down or something you know
kind of like that slow build up mm-hmm. and then just kind of goes back into another slow yeah. type of beat. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Cause yeah, you do kind of expect it to like get really big right there, but it just kind of goes into the slow thing. And I love the, like the snare with the, with the snare chains down. So it sounds very hollow. That's really fucking cool. I love it. So this song apparently is, is, uh, a, about like a fucked up dream he had where he and like everyone he's ever known and been close with went camping. Uh, and when everyone went to sleep at night, he cut a hole in his tent and lit the forest on fire and then ran away. And he says that that dream like haunts him still like years later. Um, but that's what this song is about and kind of a introduction to the rest of the album of oh, okay. more fucked up things. <laughs> so fucked up, fucked up intro to a fucked up album is what you're saying? Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, You can ignore that text I just sent you. That was meant for my wife. <laughs> I figured. I figured as much. <laughs> I was looking at that. I was like, I bet that's not to me. <laughs> I like clicked on her picture, but it didn't go to. Oh, anyway, <laughs> um, yes, very good shit. Kind of a change there, where it turns very like hopeful sounding. For some yeah. reason. Yeah, I just like how this song seems to have a lot of like kind of build up and then drops mm-hmm. to something mm-hmm. a little bit slower. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it never really reaches that that peak, you know? Yeah, it never hits that climax. Like it just it goes up and then falls back down, but like not in a good way. I like it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it kind of goes up and then down and up and then down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it all kind of leads, which is nice, leads into the next song. I can actually. Just so we can hear what, it, or do you have any other timestamps before I just play the end of the song? I have three forty-four, but I don't have any notes of why I have three forty-four. Okay, let's figure it out together. I guess that's that peak that we said they never get to. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it does kind of get there eventually. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's good. I'm going to play on the actual album here. We'll do the last 20 seconds and then it'll transition into the the other our other song off this album. Yeah, I like 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 I said before. I like when bands go from like the outro from one song leads into the next yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. I lo- I love this band. 
a lot. Like I said, they're one that I kind of forget about and then come back to like real strong. He does have another band that was like post Paper Chase called The Nighty Night. Um, and they came out with an album in 2016, but I don't remember ever listening to it. So I'm going to have to check that out and see what that's all about. <laughs> Um, anything else to say on this song or overall thoughts? No, like I said, it just, it grew on me mm -hmm. on there. Cause at first I was kind of on the fence mm -hmm. and then the, like the more I listened to it, the more I started to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I might, I might take a few more listens for that first song to, <laughs> to really enjoy, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> that album is great. Uh, and it, and it like the lead in to that off of the intro of the album is, is really cool. Cause that sample is super duper creepy. And so it like leads into that first song really well. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend hide the kitchen knives and God bless your black hearts or heart. Um, really fucking solid, solid albums for sure. Um, do you want to give them a rating out of five? Um, let's say a three point two out of five. Three point two. Okay. Okay. Lower than I expected, but I respect it. I respect it. <laughs> After a few more listens, it might bump up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I finally. Uh, you reminded me to finally give you another band. I haven't given you a band in a while. Um, I know that's why I kept saying, "I'm like, hey, before I give you one, you better come up with another one." <laughs> and I've got, I've. I've got a couple more that I'm thinking about giving you. So I'll, I'll hold on. Let me see. Let me see which ones I was thinking. I know one of them. I don't know how excited you would be about that kind of emo. <laughs> <laughs> like late nineties vagrant meets late nineties deep elm emo. I love I love Deep Elm. Yeah, it, a lot it, of Deep Elm stuff. It's very like I could hear this band kind of being on a, a emo diaries compilation kind of thing. Uh, yeah, like that. Especially like Brooks Days. I listen to a lot of oh, okay, Deep Elm okay. type stuff. Okay, that's a maybe still. And then the other like, one is a level plane band that you said you hadn't heard, but they don't sound like a level plane band. Um, so they're called Gospel. The other band is called Lakes. Both really cool. I'll let you choose. Which, which direction would you rather go? Like a, so it's a level plane, plane band, but they don't sound exactly level plane. Very post-hardcore kind of sound. Songs are a little bit longer, that kind of thing. Or vagrant deep elm kind of emo, late nineties emo kind of sound. Also, they're from Britain. And Gospels from New York. We'll go Gospel. We'll go Gospel. We're going Gospel. Hallelujah. We're going Gospel. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, none of them. None of them damn Brits. None of them damn Brits. <laughs> <laughs> We've won the war. I'm not listening to their music. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so stay tuned for that in the coming months, I guess. I got to make a playlist. <laughs> Thankfully, I've been listening to them a lot lately. Um, thanks, Eric. Thanks for coming back. No problem. Thank you. And thanks for finally giving me a list. Yes. You can give me one, too, now, now that I've given you one. Thank you. And thanks for listening, It's always everybody. fun. Yes, it is. Always very fun. 
talk to you later, everybody. Actually, I won't talk to any of you. I'll talk to Eric, though. Okay, bye. <laughs> never think of the word it's just very so the rhythm it's it's very rhythmic (laughs) i'm gonna cut that the rhythm is good (laughs) uh you should you should leave it just leave it with the rhythm is very rhythmic (laughs) the rhythm is rhythmic